Today's New Testament reading comes from Matthew chapter 5, verses 33 through 37. Jesus speaking. Again, you've, you've heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may be an honor and a glory to you. Amen. So straightforward is today's message. In keeping with all the calls to Christian living that Jesus has so far explored in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus puts straightforward the principles of all Christian conduct in the Beatitudes. Straightforward living, he informs us, is necessarily an insult to those who want to live crookedly. And as all this Christian living is a matter of the heart more than moralism, Jesus straightforwardly claimed anger is the path to hell. And with lust last week, Jesus bid us to not be too forward, while also saying we must straighten out our relationships and marriages. Today's passage is intended to reverse sideways speaking among God's people. Now, I've never heard oaths preached. It seems kind of an abstract topic, and there always seems to be a worry on topics of truth that this is too Sunday school, it's too basic, it's for the kiddos. We, as adults, quickly pass over such things to plumb the mighty depths of the gospel. Yet here, the Holy Spirit seemed to reply, at least to my heart this week, maybe sometimes the realities of those deep things, the deep experiences of God's grace, maybe they elude you because you have eluded experiencing such basics as truthfulness. Yes, now, worship and religion are spiritual. They are spiritual things. And yes, the world and most of the church, they hunger for spiritual things in a very real way. Everybody is tired of moralistic commonplaces. In fact, the scandal that I always deal with as a pastor, the calamity of our church age, is that a lot of people they don't think the church is very spiritual at all. They find its lessons, its exhortations, even many Christians find such things superfluous. I can learn all about Jesus on my couch. Now some, doing work that hasn't always been appreciated, like charismatics, Pentecostals, they've done good works in making all of us mind the spirit. They've brought the subject back up. But if you we're a hundred years in on this. If you still give ear to many of the critiques that people make of us, God's people, one of them that affects today's message is there's a theme that many Christians are no more, thankfully no less, honest than any other people. 
When we prove unfaithful or no more faithful than anybody else in little truths, it makes it very hard for the world to trust us when we start talking about things of eternal truth and eternal weight. But I don't want us to bemoan failures. Instead, I want us to return to biblical truth. Jesus himself said, with some verilies tossed in here in the Gospel of John, we are to worship in spirit and truth. Jesus himself is the truth. Preaching on oaths and the truth is just as spiritual as anything else. Scripture teaches in a straightforward manner that if we lack truth, we will find we lack the spirit. And in no matter concerning mankind, getting to today's topic in firm, nothing we do is more important in human relations and the seeking of truth and being truthful with one another than oaths. That's what drives court. That's what gets you sent to jail for perjury. Oaths are very important. They're what make commerce, treaties, they avert wars. But as regarding oaths, this is in the New Testament where that leaven of the Pharisees, the blight of legalism, and all of its affirmative powers to raise the dough that Jesus had warned the disciples about. In Jesus' day, oaths, I would argue, are one of the most terrible embodiments of all that legalism. Because Jesus, even later in the Gospel of Matthew, says, I'm sorry, maybe Luke. But in one of the Gospels, Jesus says, Woe to you, you scribes and you Pharisees. You say, he who swears on the temple is free, but he who swears on the gold of the temple is a debtor. You see, when it came to oaths, the rabbis went looking for legalistic loopholes. Swear by this, doesn't count. Swear by that, it does count. And we see in Jesus' comments, this cynicism to truth, sap them of any spiritual insight. As Jesus challenged them, what makes the gift holy? Is it the gift or is it the altar? Woe to you who say he who swears on God's own holy temple, his footstool, isn't bound. But if you happen to swear on the money within it, well, then you're a debtor. The entire debate of what oaths stuck and what oaths didn't stick in first century Judaism was corrosive to real religion. But I would argue such arguments, they always eat more. They always burn deep. They always end up rotting the bones. Because let's just reason. Why swear an oath with no intention to be bound by it? Why look for the one that doesn't stick? Or why seek a way out of something that you have meaningfully sworn? Now, Circumstances change. People sometimes have to, in dealing with each other, renegotiate contracts. But why look for the loophole that admits no fault by voiding the oath as Jesus' opponents did? This is trying to get out of things that are sworn out of telling the truth by means of a legally legitimized religious excuse. That's why Jesus says anything more than no or yes comes from the devil. Because in Jesus's day, when it came to oaths, religion was used to excuse fraud and in so doing became a fraud. And thus Jesus says, shoot straight, let no be no, yes be yes, 
Because what twisting of conscious do you go through when someone asks you a question and you say no when you mean yes, or you say yes when you mean no? Now, you may have noticed there's also trouble in all this passage because Jesus' argument against being legalist today is one of those ones that becomes used for a new kind of legalism. Many Christian believers have real trouble swearing oaths. They don't want to swear in a Bible or anything. But as we look through the New Testament, we find God's people and saints in the New Testament, they do swear oaths. What changed in respect to the kingdom and what should change among each and every single one of us is the weight with which oaths are regarded. A Christian swears an oath not only in truth, but he swears an oath in spirit. Thus, the Old Testament lesson we had today where Jephthah and his rash oath forced his daughter to be devoted to the Lord in a life of celibacy. And there are a great many verses in our Old Testament, particularly, saying to swear only in matters of very great weight. Oaths should be kind of scary, which is why there's a key here. We need to live as Christians to eliminate a particular spirit that was causing the debate of what oath stuck, what oaths didn't stick, when you swear an oath, when you don't. The biggest thing is we need to live lives of such integrity that the attitude, I'm swearing so you know I'm telling the truth, is completely unneeded. Mean your yeses and your noes and it'll go well for you. If we don't dwell in truth though, if we don't mean our noes, we don't mean our yeses, sadly, living that way, we. We need no longer worry that we will prophesy. Living that way, there's no concern we're gonna end up holy. Without truth among us, we don't need to worry about conviction or the gospel transforming us or the name of Jesus Christ saving souls. But as I told the kids today, truth is a lot more than avoiding falsehood. Because as Jesus said, you worship in truth and spirit. Truth is spirit. Truth is there in the mighty acts of the Holy Spirit. Healing, miracles, all of it. Truth is there when the church through such things shows forth the verification of its Savior. One of the reasons for our weak witness, the muddled maybes or the, well, I choose to believe, that comes only from a lack of walking with that Spirit, which is the Spirit of veracity. God will verify Himself to us if we live in communion. God is truth, and he insists on truth, and he always reveals and speaks truth. Our struggles often come only because we ourselves, who don't mean our promises, who break oaths, who lie, who then tell ourselves, God's okay with it because he forgives me, right? So I can keep doing it. We eventually start to wonder, what if God is a tad like his children, tad like us. Because my friends, salvation rests on an oath. God has sworn by himself, because he can't swear on anything bigger, that his salvation will stand. He did not lie in any of his promises, but the question is, can we put our faith in truth? Now I can admit this, lies come from a sense of fear and power. They're like magic. They deliver us from scary, honest truths. If I tell somebody the truth, I'm stuck with it. 
If I bend it, if I warp it, I can backtrack, I can manipulate, I can get around. Lies seem to have a power to just be better social lubrication than alcohol. I don't have to face half the fears. But the problem is faith put into lies, into the power of manipulation, that will always bring to naught the faith that is placed in the truth. So this means each yes, each no, is a matter of trial in whom we trust. But also, it means each yes and each no is an opportunity where God does, and I assure you he does, speak to each and every one of your hearts. We often say we want God to speak to us. Well, listen to what he often says to you. As you lie, that dread that the truth will come out. That is God saying, my truth is eternal and stands right zinging into the heart. But much more than being scared of getting caught up in your lies, because we tend to justify beating reform liars over the head, the gospel is that you don't need to dread the truth coming out. The gospel is that the truth has been shown, and the truth is God's forgiveness and mercy. God's truth is that you can step out into the light, and he's promised you that. But the question is, will you but take him at his word? Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. Can you stand to worship in spirit, but also in truth? Now, I think for many Christians, this is a road they find is too high and too holy for them. They can't go on a pilgrimage to go visit some ancient saint's shrine. They have to deal with business. They have to make that sale one way or the other. They have to deal with the kids that they just need to shut up at 8 o'clock at night because they got to get to bed because they didn't sleep last night. All this true stuff just seems way too over the head. But that is not the situation we are faced with if you would but heed Christ. His yoke is very light. He just simply asks that you let each yes be a yes and each no be a no. Because when we do that, he is asking us, do you believe even in such minor things as that? that the fullness of the spirit, the fullness of the spirit of truth can dwell in you. But that's the mustard seed of faith that moves the mountains. It is not in going and telling the truth on everything you've ever done. It is not some grand confession to a priest. It is in the simple life moments of yes and no. And God is always asking his people, can you be faithful in a little? Amongst ourselves and our families, can we say yes and mean yes and no or mean and mean no? Because if we cannot prove faithful in that, will he trust us truly with the full power, our full inheritance of his eternal truths, of his power to convict, to break and to rebuild? We must live to be worthy of that. So say yes when you mean yes. Besides, I can't think of anything worse than saying yes and getting dragged into something you don't want to do anyways. And many people complain about stress. Let your no be no. There's books, the power of no, to clear your plate and get rid of all the junk. Speak what you mean and mean what you speak, and it will go well with you. Let us pray.